listening to The Charged Hogwarts. Music-loving podcast, music-loving people, blah, 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 blah. Uh, hey, everybody, we've been talking about Childish Gambino, and we ranked all of his albums, amazingly. I don't know how we did it. We had to do it across two episodes. It was so intense. But that's what happens every time you get Evan Soddy, Taryn O'Reilly, and special guest Cody Gordon all in a room together on Instagram at kid underscore Cody with a K92. So, hey, go, go to him for your photography and podcast needs. So, ladies and gentlemen, Cody Gordon, hi, how you doing? Hello, hello. Good. So, we're in the Happy Hour Mini Show, where it's just kind of a freestyle. We talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about as related to Childish Gambino, but there's one thing that we have to do at the start of every Happy Hour Minisode, which is, everybody, what's the worst Childish Gambino song? Um, <laughs> I mean, Ass Shots immediately jumps out to mind, but I know that's not, that's not, the, that's uh, not the worst. Yeah, I mean, Ass Shots is, is bad. Yeah. No small talk. No small talk. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm almost leaning on putting it in my video from Colasag. I've... Fair. Very, very, very I'm just gonna say it's kids. It's Thanks. kids yeah, off of camp. Yeah, I fucking hate that. Wow, fucking I didn't know it was you did that much. I really don't just, like it. It's just like a I just oh it's so whiny as shit to me. And it's like I know it's supposed to be earnest. I just hate that fucking little glockenspiel bullshit. I will also say yeah. I will also say on on the first on cul-de-sac and camp, there's a few takes where I'm like, mm, we could have used a little pitch correction on that one. There's just a few, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a few uh, iffy iffy moments, iffy takes yeah. on there. Yeah. So, uh, Cody, uh, while we were talking about things, you're obviously, we decided to do kind of the Ludwig era, so it's not really capturing a lot of the MCDJ or kind of the earlier Sick Boy uh, Poindexter mixtapes there. Dallas, you listen to the earlier stuff, though, prior oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who, um, are there any, what are the big takeaways, highlights for you from that, for those um, earlier eras? So, I was actually really surprised you sent me uh, a standalone that I had actually never even heard of before. Was it the uh, Alan Wilkes song? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know why that's not yeah, on streaming, that, but that fucking beat and that fucking yeah. verse is incredible. And yeah. he has those songs literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the one I was telling you about with the other Adele sample, mm-hmm. Bang. Oh yeah, that's Bird. on the Genie XX remix, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Bang. I mean, that's that made a, a splash mm-hmm. when it when it dropped. I remember that. That was making hot. the rounds. Yeah. And, and the thing is that he just does occasional, you know, one-off things like that. Let's also not forget, of course, uh, Friendos, his SNL sketch, you know, legendary shit right there. Oh, um, I want to fucking mention Driving Miss Daisy, mm-hmm. the Logic song he features on. Oh, I have not. That beat is so good, <laughs> and his verse on it is fantastic. Really? Definitely worth a check, worth worth checking out. As is always sure. the case with Logic, his guest rappers are better than him. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, I, think, I, I think Logic a does a deep love for Logic. I think Logic does a great job on that song. Um, I'm not. I'm, I do not endorse that opinion. Man, I have a, a lot of hot takes uh, about Logic from from you over here, Evan. But I mean, you know, it's after uh, the pod. I think they're pretty logical. Uh, but, Boo. Uh, Boo. That being said, uh, were you a big uh, Community fan? I actually wasn't. So when I when I when I heard about him as Troy from well one 
community was never on Netflix. It was I never had access to the the show itself because I never watched TV, so yeah. I never watched Community. Oh. Well, because like Childish Gambino, you two erased Jehovah's Witness, right? Uh, yeah. Also, side note, did you know that his family took in a lot of foster kids as well as he was growing up? I didn't, I, that's awesome. Yeah. Really interesting guy. I feel like, he, did you have a lyric about that? Uh. On, um, oh god, on You Don't Have to Call, I feel like he talks about. It could be. I, 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 I don't remember the specific yeah. lyric, so. I have to get another, uh, listen. We don't want to be, we don't want to get that guy who commented. <laughs> They're really entertaining, but they don't really get their facts straight. I mean, that's, 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 that's a hallmark of the show at this point here. We mostly know what we're talking about. <laughs> we, listen, here's the other thing, too. We are amateur like, musical lovers who well, did a little bit of research. Listen, look at it this way here. Every single week, Taryn and I and our guests listen to this artist straight through for almost entirely nothing but a week. We become as much as experts as we can. That's a lot of shit to do. That's a lot. I don't retain oh, all of that information for afterwards. Charles Cambino, that's like... Yeah. I mean, you're cramming 10 years into a week. So like, exactly. That's yeah. insane. The, our intake for this playlist was, I think, it's like seven and a half hours of music, mm-hmm. which is not a small amount of music to... Listen to become and parse. an expert on exactly, yeah. yeah. But I'm still very proud of what we always do because we're always at least entertaining. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so you so you never really saw that. I remember I, I remember him a little bit on Thirty Rock. I know some of the episodes that he wrote on Thirty Rock. I pretty good. I did watch Community. I did not finish Community, but mm-hmm. uh, the first like three seasons, I think, um, of, um, I watched pretty regularly. So I mean, I I very much enjoyed him and and knew him very well from mm. that when Childish Gambino started breaking out. Yeah. The jokes are good in Communion they're just very hard deadpan jokes. Like mm-hmm. just uh, like it's that Chevy Chase like style of comedy that just like well, that Dan Harmon style of comedy too, because the other thing I hear is that there's been, especially since it, I believe it's now on Netflix, a lot of people are kind of revisiting Community, and even though it's not that old of a show, a lot of people are like, kind of still kind of problematic, a little problematic, oh, very problematic yeah. versus or some of these no. uh, verses, versus. Uh, some yeah. of these jokes, especially uh, is Ahmed's yeah. Abed Abed sorry yeah. Yeah. Abed's oh dude yeah a lot of problematic things we have in Troy. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I know. But, you know, it's, again, like, I feel like he's also come over that. I think he did the right decision to leave the show when he did, certainly, because, you know, he's... He was ready to move on. Exactly. And I think he very wisely moved on, too, because we watched, we've been watching Atlanta this week, too. And, and it is wild. I want to keep watching it. Yeah. We bas- we just, we sort of bounced around and, and uh, watched, like, That's a, around, a like, bunch I won't of... be here long. Yeah. A bunch of the most, like, critically acclaimed episodes, um, oh. and... I've been thoroughly enjoying it. It's so. been also been kind of amazing how we were able to kind of just jump around to episodes, and it doesn't really feel like we're losing a lot of continuity whatsoever in the show. Oh, no, it's like just like a Life in the Day of Atlanta. Like, yeah. yeah. I guess that's kind of like the It's whole the same point. characters, but like every episode is just kind of a wild jumping off It's a point. snapshot. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or at least a new genre experiment they want to do or something else like that, yeah. Uh, so you've seen the, the, the one where they go to, where Donald goes to prison? No. No. No, we've not. Again, we've been jumping around, so I mean That's oh, what I mean. I want to keep going. Yeah, oh we're gonna, we're going to get back it's to it. Arguably, like for me, like uh, uh, sorry, clearly I'm an expert with a lot of hot takes, but this that was my favorite scene in Atlanta is when he I don't want to ruin it, but he goes to jail and there's a, a so conversation that goes on that is just hilarious. Yeah, you know, we watched the um among others, we watched the the talk show episode. When he goes on Montague, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was fantastic. Including the oh fake my god, ads. the commercials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll just give him the cereal. Let me do my job. 
<laughs> I'm a wolf. I want to eat the children. Instead, I want cereal. <laughs> Um, just incredible. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, the thing is, I understand, and now the fact that, like, I remember the president of FX being like, hey, we'd love another season from him. He's like, yeah, I kind of am doing this Star Wars thing and this Lion King thing. Which, Can I get back to you? <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's also part of the reason why maybe 3, 15, 20 is a little bit under-promoted is because maybe he was just too busy and didn't want to fucking promote it. I mean, but, he's a movie star. Right. Big movie a star. bona fide big old movie star. Yeah. So, and even but here's the thing: I know even some people like our good friend and dear former guest John Harvey uh, has talked about he is not a childish Gambino fan distinctly, and yet he fucking fell under the spell of Feels Like Summer so hard. Uh, he felt that was just for him such an absolutely oh. transitional song. I really also feel like we don't even really got to talk about it too much during the uh, yeah, I, episode. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I actually wanted to bring up the video for that. Oh yeah, this was just touches my heart. Mm-hmm. Every time I like, I just wa- I feel like I see something new every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. There's so many details. I mean, yeah. there's literally like 45 celebrities, and it's either referencing something they were a part of, or like making a, a, a hard commentary yeah. on something that they were a part of. And it's yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that video for sure. Well, I also feel like the fact that he highlights Kanye in a fucking MAGA hat too, I think is kind of indicative too of where was his inspiration. He was crying while being hugged by Michelle Obama. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was, again, that's kind of a powerful thing, thing too, of just also, you know, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, hasn't really said a lot of things politically oriented to about, you know, where he stands on things. I think there's a lot of inferences we well, can make. Well, as much as Guava Island was a bad movie, I uh, think... Well. I think... <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay. Let's finish Feels Like Summer. Please continue. Oh, no. That was it. I just... I wanted to talk about the video. Okay. And the video is... I was yeah. just going to say, I feel like we did get some of his political commentary mm-hmm. in... Well, and also... This is America. This is America. Obviously, yeah. that that he made a lot of he made a lot of um, too political. very obvious. Um, you know, we all oh, love messages. Guns. What are y'all talking about? Yeah. Guns he are loves, great. He loves guns so much. You guys. Okay, when they when, he shot the, when they literally shot the choir up in the, in the video, yeah. I, my mouth like was just open the rest well, of the video. Well, because he was performing, he was performing on Saturday Night Live. He was host a musical guest, and then that night at midnight, he performed the song live, and a lot of people were like, "What the fuck is this?" And then the music video dropped right afterwards. And I remember just looking on YouTube, just watching, and like, "Oh, new Childish Gambino video," and just being like, "Oh, oh. shit, fuck." Uh, and it's just like, it was such a heavily commentary, and it was uh, directed by a uh, hero who was also was director directs on... all of the Atlanta episodes. Well, most, yeah, most of the Atlanta episodes. And uh, it was just like this shocking, incredibly, impeccably well-choreographed Beautiful. thing about like, hey, chaos around you, and you're still doing your fucking meme dances from your phone. Like, enjoy it. And it's just like striking and brutal and that song went to number one which is honestly amazing because it is one of the least commercial sounding number ones that i've I think i've ever heard yeah i mean it was really uh, repetitively put on the internet or the uh the radio well no because it went number one largely due to the youtube streams okay i was gonna say I, yeah that doesn't seem like a song uncle sam would appreciate it. yeah and exactly right, right, uh, over on yeah. the radio waves. Uh, but and it wasn't just number one for one week it was number one for two weeks too which is a small thing but it wasn't just a oh it popped up here had a viral success like it lasted for a little bit like it became a thing that thing still currently has over like 750 million views on youtube well it's also his second most streamed song on spotify though mm-hmm. and i think that is because the video is so striking it so heavily impacts the emotions that the song brings up in you. Mm-hmm. So even uh, though the the lyrics of the song aren't actually that complex, 
but because there's there's like that choral sample in the background is so ominous mm-hmm. during most of it and that deep heavy bass then it it brings up all of the imagery and the ideas from the video so immediately for me that I, like I don't have to watch the YouTube clip I can have the experience just mm-hmm. with the song uh, so there was uh, actually a little bit of controversy behind This Is America because there was... What? Like, there was a... There was no, controversy. Oh, no, no, no. Not that type of controversy. But, like, idea-wise, as if, like, did Donald Glover steal this from another artist? Oh. And there was actually another artist. I'm going to um, find him right now. But there was another artist who did almost a somewhat exact replica or idea of this, mm-hmm. like, six or seven years ago. Mm. And so a lot of people were like, we were here first, like, Donald Glover is kind of, like, just restating or recycling this song that is nowhere near as famous. And the only reason that Donald Glover song is as famous is because it's Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, let me just find that song. But again, also, for a guy who, honestly, even though he went gold and platinum, he didn't really have the world's biggest chart success. Like, even fucking uh, Redbone stalled at number 12. Uh, like, it's the thing, like, for that to still be his viral sensation... Because of the video, it's, it's still an incredible thing. But that thing. is another thing where, like, you know, you sort of have to question how reflective the charts truly are of the popularity of a song mm-hmm. at this point. At that point, because that song has had legs, and it has 900 million streams on Spotify. So, like, it is very very popular it is not a small hit by any means yeah. well and even so when it's just did... interesting to me that it it's it stalled out at number 12 because it like i feel like it um culturally has had more of an impact than that well even when he was doing his snl monologue he said if you're white you probably know me from community if you're black you probably know me from Redbone." Uh, which I thought was very <laughs> um, pointed, yeah, specifically. So there were allegations that This America stole from a song called American Pharaoh by New York rapper Jace Harley back in 2016. Cool. Good for him. Uh, but if you do watch the video, it is eerily similar. All right. Eerily. Putting that at the top of my queue. I'm watching that. No, but you know what? I did put it at the top of my queue, and I kind of regret, but I want to talk about it because I know someone who in this room, I won't say who, who really loves it. Guava Island. I love Guava Island. Well, tell me, walk us through what... So this very simple 55-minute movie about uh, a young man who wants to put on a concert and the girl that he's it's kind beautiful. of in love with. It's just yeah. such a... It is such a beautiful little... It's a great story. I think it's a great story. Beautiful, short, also loved hearing This Is America again reenacted, mm-hmm. that scene like, kind of like just won me over. Mm-hmm. Also loved the, uh, the the dictator. Mm-hmm. Red. Red, saving his real name. But he was phenomenal. Rihanna's role uh, kind of felt like she just was like, I, what am I doing here? Or like... Well, I literally... Because part of my response to it was, you got fucking Rihanna. Why isn't she on a song? Yeah. You have a 10-song original soundtrack. And even though it's largely childish-focused, okay, sure, he's the musician, you But know. she, not once. Not even, she doesn't even open her mouth. I, yeah. was, I was like, They have a scene on the beach where he's doing a song for right. her, and she could easily have wedded or did say a word. There could have been a, there could have been a... Uh, she was mute. Just she could have, she could have been singing her own song when he walked up. Like, there were, I, I just felt like it was a missed opportunity. And that's kind of how I felt about, okay, so at the end, Spoiler. When, after he gets killed, and she is speaking her outro, and she's like, because she's referencing back to the intro when she's telling the story of the island and how, like, the colonizers moved in and took everything over. And then she's talking about how, like, now I get to tell a different story. 
a story where dreams come true. And I'm like, which dreams came true? He tried to do his concert, and then the warlord killed him. And then that was the end of the story. So I don't understand. So, like, to me, I don't I don't understand. If there was a moral, I missed oh, it. Oh, uh, they got the day off work. Sorry, that was, that, that, was, right. that was awful. They got yeah. all day off of work? <laughs> because if it's funeral, Listen, when, you do, when someone funeral? dies, you should get to PTO. That is the story of... It really dreams, is an HR-friendly movie. Dreams come true. I mean, it was like, okay, is the dream that came true that you got to wear that, like, bomb blue outfit at the end? Because, yeah, like, she I mean, was, it was great. Pretty great. But, yeah. And that was just sort of my... That just sort of sums up my problem with the whole thing, is I just wish they would have spent, like, another week on the script. Yeah. And just made it, like, if you're going to make this thing and recycle a couple of songs that you've already put out, it needs to be worth it. It yeah. needs to be, it needs to have something behind it. And I didn't feel like it didn't have, it, first of all, it didn't have enough threads. And then the threads that it had, it didn't even tie up to me. But also, here's the other thing, dude. You have the song that you perform at the festival. It's a song called Saturday. This really funked up driving number that is the same one you perform on Saturday Night Live. And then you don't even put out the soundtrack to this thing? And, or like the, the song on the intro. Yeah. The like really yeah. beautifully animated intro. Yeah. Which I loved a lot of the artistic choices they made on that. It was really beautiful. And that song was beautiful. And it should have had a Rihanna feature. And it didn't. And I'm confused. But also, <laughs> it should have... Why isn't that available anywhere? I don't even think it's like a, a free download somewhere. It just it I, hasn't come out. I guarantee a lot of that is tied up with probably negotiations he had with Rihanna. Yeah, well, I, I, I can tell, like, through the, through the entire 55 minutes, Rihanna just seemed very... I think Rihanna got a free trip to Cuba out of that whole yeah. thing. Well, that's you know? what I... Yeah. I mean, to me, it almost felt like a paycheck and a trip to Cuba. Yes. It was an excuse to take a trip to Cuba. Yes. And then, and, and like, spend some time in the tropics, and because Amazon paid for it, they uh, fil also filmed a movie while they were there. And it's funny, because, like, they're... Not spoiler alert, but they're a couple, and... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I you already gave away the ending. They died. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even tell the entire thing they were a couple, to be honest. Right? She did not seem like no, she no. even liked him. No. Uh, like, Letitia Wright had more, was more excited to be there. Which, like, that was lovely. Yeah. Good to see her. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that was another person where I was like, you, you got Letitia Wright. Like, I'm sure she was thrilled because she loves you and yay work, but like... She was the only person who I felt well, like was actually selling it. Rihanna got to do that, got the relationship with Amazon unlocked, because then she was able to do her Fenty fashion shows. Oh, as it's true that that was... Yeah. Actually, I almost wonder if that's how it happened. Yeah. Was the Amazon connection. Yeah. Big time... Uh, you big Fenty? Fenty brand there? So are you wearing some Fenty clothes right now? Uh, my partner was Fenty, actually. Yeah, you're not wearing your Yeezuses today, I will note, for the record. You uh, mean your well, Yeezys? He said some very politically hyper-inflamed comments that make it hard for me to support him now. What? I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, uh, shocking. He, he done been doing that. Yeah, for a, for a this little This one was bit. the last draw for me. Yeah, it was just a little... Uh. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. It, again, it's one of those things where I just genuinely don't know if we're going to get another Childish Gambino album at this point. Uh, uh, he or... said in an interview, like, a couple of weeks ago that he didn't think he was done with it. Mm -hmm. Even though he was all like, this is my last album as the moniker, I'm retiring it. Yeah. yeah. I hope he doesn't. We were talking, I mean, you spend 10 years building your brand, don't throw it away. Exactly. I mean, I think the biggest thing he's going to do is he's going to do another season, maybe the last season of Atlanta. 
uh, I think is probably what's going to happen next. And then after that, who knows? I don't think he has anything else on his plate, on his docket or anything. On uh, Han Solo 2? He did not, not, I mean, that movie did not do especially well. Did you really? see it? Did oh, you see I it? thought it was, no, I thought it was, it was a below average. Okay, yeah. Well, because when you fire the director halfway through production and replace it with Ron Howard, that's what tends to, tends to happen. So it felt very flat. As yeah, I know. And the thing I feel bad too because like when I heard that oh uh, Donald Glover as uh, Lando Calrissian and fucking perfect, Tandy Newton's in it, perfect and, like, fucking casting. It should have been great. Yeah, but somehow it is. Anyway, yeah. Any other Donald Glover mo- uh, moments, memories? You did you actually see their movie? Mystery Patrol, whatever that was, with the... Uh... Oh, no. Okay. I know a very good buddy of ours had him. Uh, he was really huge into Childish Gambino at the time. Saw that and uh, was not a fan, uh, which is very disappointing. But, fun fact, I did see Childish Gambino live uh, when he was at Park West here in Chicago when he really? was touring EP. And it was very interesting, too, because two things had happened. One... Um, normally Park West is the kind of venue where you have table seating too, and he was just like, apparently he saw the venue, he was like, nah, we're not going to do that, and just had them clear out all the tables, at least in the, in the very first area, the very bottom platform, so people could actually like mosh and pit together. And two, it was a two-part show. The first part was him doing stand-up, and then the second part was him doing music, oh, primarily stand-up. off of VP. It was good. Like, he's had stand-up specials before. Like, he's, you know, he, you know he's, he's, he's pretty good at comedy. That's the thing that's kind of gotten him to where he is too. He's talking about Stephen Curry stealing his glasses, and whatnot. You know what I just realized? What? Speaking of the comedy, same person? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we didn't even talk about all of my favorite parts on Vibrate. Yeah, we. I oh, feel that's like right. We, we didn't say we should talk about we, Vibrate. We like we. Oh, we mentioned it and then we moved on and never came back to it. Fucking why your cat looking at me sideways? Center <laughs> makes me crack up every time. Every time, and. Um, the like, I don't know what psilocybin is. This better, not, this better not be no Molly. <laughs> and she just laughs. I'm like, there's just so many fantastic moments in that in that track. Um, and I was reading about apparently the the Katia Bonet section was originally recorded for a completely different song, and then really? they oh. decided it would be perfect as like the end of this other thing that they'd been working on. Um, and they actually even sort of like chop her vocal to make it sound like she says psilocybin. Those aren't the words she's saying, but it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, it hints at that. Um, and it's also when he says, I'll turn the radio on though, it plays like a half second clip of that part that comes later. I just, I just think there's lots of like really fun details in there. That's cool. Now tell us about when you saw it live right after camp came out, right? Hot, hot summer. Yeah. Hot girl summer. That, that, was a, shit. that was a hot boy summer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are a hot boy summer. Really, I, you know, I was, I was, that was so the time when I was still yeah. smoke, or, uh, not smoking, you know, Indiana laws permit, but, um, I was, I was <laughs> drinking, you know, bringing stuff in a little banana flask. What was this at? The, North of the, Island? Island? the Apollo. Oh my God. Uh, Murat, it's, it's the Murat Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Great place. Big old, big old venue. Uh-huh. Dark curtains, great. He did the same thing. He cleared the front out for like a mosh type of idea. Uh, performed shirtless, of course, because that was what he was. That's, that that's that become was, a trademark. He does that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and man, that was just one of the one of the hypest moments of my life. That was so hype mm-hmm. because it, there was this crazy energy there the entire time. Because I think that was and that was literally the year that Camp came out. Yeah, we went the year. It was right, it was right after mm-hmm. Camp had come out. Okay, right after, yeah, and yeah, it it was just. 
uh, amazing time. Yeah, because he had, I mean, when we saw him, it was a full band on stage, too. It was, as far oh, as I know, no samples. For camp? Yeah. yeah. No, when we saw him for the EP oh, thing okay, at okay, Park okay. West. Yeah. It was just him on the stage. Yeah. Oh, really? Just him, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, he can perform with musicians, and now when we saw him, like, you know, perform for all of Awake in My Love era, it's been a full band, including mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, right you gotta. There. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Ludwig, I, all across the career, I feel like when you see him performing on like a radio show, Ludwig's back there on a guitar. Yeah, just yeah. doing a show, which is funny because now Ludwig's too busy. Now now Ludwig's got his own. Right, which is why he only produced a couple of the tracks on 315 because yeah. he's... <laughs> he's scoring. You know, he's, he's winning Oscar for he's Black He's an Oscar winning... Yeah. Uh, he's doing Mandalorian. Composer. Yeah, he's doing his own so, shit. What? It's great. It's a great show. Have you seen the new season? I have. Ah, uh, just the first episode. I mean, yeah, yeah, I have, but you know, fantastic. I loved it absolutely. Which exactly is, what you want from Star Wars. Exactly. Sorry, sorry, Don, Donald. Sorry, Glover. Solo. Exactly. Yeah. The- <laughs> can we get Can we get Donald Glover on Mandalorian? Is there any way that they filmed? Yeah, yeah, just cast him in something else. Yeah, a different haircut. We get, we're going to see Rosario costume. Dawson before too long. What? what? Is the clone, that one character from Clone Wars? What's her face? I have no idea what you're talking. Are you okay. talking about she a Jedi? Yes. Like the yeah. Rosario oh, Dawson. with the head. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's happening. Weird. That's, <laughs> can I say it? that's going to be sexy? Yeah, sexy. You can say that's going to be sexy. Oh, that's very sexy. Then. <laughs> I mean, who's directing? Oh, I mean, it's still John Favreau. I mean, for most of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Yeah, in this new season. Yeah, that's a scoop. Yeah, they haven't shown any photos of her in it yet, so it says yet to be revealed. But yeah, that's going to be wow. It's <laughs> really <laughs> that's a. Brace yourself. Get my own spot on the couch for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, can you, go the, can you go to the grocery store? The far one? Dude, I, look, Rosario does not age. She she is great. She's great. <laughs> Remember when she was a night nurse in the uh, fucking Netflix cinematic yeah. Marvel Universe uh, for a little that. bit? Oh, uh, on, uh, on Daredevil. Yeah. And, and Jessica Jones. And Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was also in one of the greatest movies ever produced. The rundown <laughs> with The Rock Johnson. Oh. I think you mean Men in Black Two is yeah. what you're gonna say. <laughs> Truly legendary, legendary. Oh. Um, okay, anything else on oh. Donald Glover? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, is Gus versus hit or miss? Gonna oh, be honest. Best. Oh, I love that question. Oh, which Gus versus? Uh, oh, I was at best versus. Oh, I mean, you can say best oh, versus. Too. I, I mean, that's also versus. a great yeah, question. Yeah, do, do you have a best verse one that sticks out to you? I mean, honestly, I can recite most of sweat, uh, sweatpants. It's pretty Same. fucking goddamn great. pH balance, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna have to say, man, I'm not gonna lie. Heartbeat is literally okay. Look, heartbeat is literally one of my old relationships. <laughs> like heartbeat, that is just one of my. You old mean you fuck till you come to conclusions. I put me on the spotlight here. <laughs> so that song, that song is so fascinating to me because it, it to me it sounds so perfectly like 2011, and it also it sounds to me it sounds like if like he was signed to Fueled by Ramen, like that's <laughs> that's the, the song you, would, you know, or, or like not even Follow Boy, but like what uh, came uh, after them, like like that sort of pop side of Paramore and like mm. the. Um, I mean, they had... I forget their name now. They did have a hip-hop group signed. Jim Class Heroes. Jim Class Heroes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a thing for a minute. Yeah, they had that song. And they had the song Ask Back Home, too, let's not forget. Do you remember that? 
I forgot. Yeah. We'll play that. <laughs> 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 I forgot. I'm going to do some heavy uh, fueled by ramen history here. <laughs> the other thing too that's I think interesting is that even though in his early days too, he obviously references Kanye uh, a lot in terms of influence, but I don't really. He doesn't really speak a lot about other musical influences, at least from some of the things that I've seen personally. Other people's musical experiences? Or influences, yeah, like people that he said. I thought it was interesting when you... Because I, I didn't necessarily clock in the fact that he was shouting out, uh, copying off great Drake as much as he did on that. He on did. Um, there. I don't know what that was about. There is a lot... I, and I don't know if he was saying it, because it's directly... <laughs> from, it's direct, uh, the line where he's like, no change, but I'm the cashier. And it's definitely a song... I wish I had both of those in my mind, but it's definitely on the cul-de-sac album. Yeah. And it's definitely a verse from one of Drake's songs. I'm just like, oh, that was that was clever. Yeah, very clever. Not everyone loves Drake. It's interesting. Which is like, I never never understood where that beef came from. I wonder if Drake just like hit him in a DM and was like, "You a weak bitch" or something. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, that also seems like I such mean, an unfounded beef too. They you know? were also yeah. both actor turned rappers. Yeah. Oh. So it might have almost that's been true. A, been a like a you know calling to attention that just because i'm an actor and just because i'm i write jokes doesn't mean i can't also do this yeah now the drake push a t beef on the other end though that was a that was a beef that was a real one it was that was that was some quality shit over yeah. there far out shattered the eminem mgk uh beef that happened years <laughs> after the fact so weak, i man. know how much you love mgk both as a rapper his, and an actor did you see his outfit on <laughs> you didn't what outfit uh, I think it was, he had a, man, I'm just going to show you a picture. Okay. Like, the explanation. I, I keep forgetting you're an MGK stan. Well, okay, well, Clarification: I am not an MGK stan. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, you know, he says, or, calls himself Kid Cody on Instagram. My, BK stands for, uh, my, my favorite, my favorite MGK thing is when he had that picture of him on the beach with Halsey and someone's caption was, are you telling me, me neither of these people is Justin Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> also, it's one of those things when we're talking about non-singles from 350, not that it's as more commercial than beautiful, but also you got Ariana Grande on your album, too. Like, you Right, know. well, and I almost feel like that's why that one still has a title. Yeah. Is because it has Ariana Grande on it. That and Algorithm are the only ones that still retain titles, and I just still don't understand any of that that's just wild to me so i stupidly thought like algorithm oh and then the numbers listed below are like numbers to an algorithm i was like oh that's clever i like that <laughs> i wonder what oh, they yeah. calculate you know what that would have been more interesting that would have been more interesting than just timestamps, especially because he got one of them wrong right exactly which really Lawrence pointed isn't out. even the right Timestamp. It's three eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because he obviously he cut out three Speaking seconds. Speaking of Kanye references, Warlords yeah. is very clearly Jesus. Yeah. There's make no no bones about it. I mean, it's it's definitely there are other things it's referencing besides that. You know, it is very much. It also sort of reminds me of that it's from the Slumdog Millionaires soundtrack. Jai Ho. No escape. Hmm. Um, Jai Ho's in Slumdog? There's a... Yeah, yes, that's what it's from. That's the song. <laughs> I never watched Slumdog. So. Right. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just out of curiosity, Cody, when you were coming in here to this room to do this ranking, what was your number one going into it? Was number it 315? No, you're a number one album. Oh, uh, so coming in, I didn't want to be a camp stand. But uh, it was camp. It wasn't camp. Okay. Uh, man, I really, really liked... 
this is going to sound weird, but I did really like royalty. Okay. I like royalty a lot. Uh, personally, personally, very personally. I, but that is such an inflammatory comment to make, and there are so many reasons why it is not a number one. I agree with that, but like, just like a creature comfort for some reason, I just... Gut like, instinct. I like royalty a lot. Yeah. yeah. I do. I get that. Yeah. I, I just, mean, there's a reason we put it up so high. Yeah. yeah. That's why you got that real estate. And number four. I, I, <laughs> until about two days ago, my number one was Kawhi. Um, and then on repeat listens of 315, it really overtook it. Yeah. I'm really glad we separated Stone Mountain and Kawhi for the record, I will say. Because if we had to combine them as one entity, I don't know wh- how, where that Frankenstein that of an yeah, artistic blah, 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 thing would have We haven't even talked about EP. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks. Where Okay, so first of all, where would you rank EP had we ranked it? Where would you stick it? Freaks and Geeks? Or just the EP in general, the whole EP, all five songs. Oof. I mean, I'm probably going to put it ahead of cul-de-sac, so probably... Yeah. I'd probably pop it below royalty. Really? You'd at put five? it that high? At five? Yeah. I would, yeah, I would. I totally agree with Cody. I would stick it between cul-de-sac and camp. So, six and a half? Yeah. Because it's good... It's really solid, mm-hmm. but it just there's it's only five songs long, so yeah. it, it, it because it's not as through and through incredible like I think Kawhi is. Mm-hmm. It just is nice, yeah, and therefore can't stick up to the other things that even though they have weak spots, are just like they have more highs on them. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Okay. So the only other song on EP I like is not going back. Okay. I don't like Freezing Geeks and that going back. Those are like the only two songs I really like. Out of that really five songs. I really yeah. like... Ah, oh shit. What's track four? It is... Uh, Lights Turned On. Yeah. I really like the beat on Lights Turned On. Yeah. I fuck with that. Well, all I can say is that in terms of where EP would rank, I want to know, listeners, how would you rank it? And I think the only way for you to tell us is to reach out to us on our Twitter, on our Facebook, if you leave a review, or if you email us at thechartographers at gmail.com. There's obviously a lot more to go on here, but we are wrapping it up for now. And let me just say very briefly that I don't think we could have done this without the incredible contributions of one Cody Gordon over here. Thank you so much for joining us for what is surprisingly turned out to be three fucking episodes talking about Childish Gambino. Uh, and uh, the fact that you flew back every week to finish this podcast is still incredible. <laughs> the fact that this podcast came out over the course of three weeks and you came back for every one of them. Amazing. I, I appreciate you coming and traveling all the way out here. It's uh, really incredible. I got a per diem. I can send you the invoice. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Please do. Uh, we, will, we will absolutely take care of it. Uh, send it to my good friends over at Glass Note Records. They will get that taken care of for you. Uh, but seriously, though, thank you so much for coming thank here. Thank you. Yeah. Taryn as always it's been a blast yeah I'm so excited uh, and also I'm so excited we got to do an artist that wasn't a white guy for once I'm so stoked yeah we needed that. it <laughs> uh, so far this season but yeah there's still a lot more to go I'm so excited about it everyone truly I do mean this thank you so much for listening we really really appreciate it every time you do we have amazing fans and thank you for everyone who's shown us love it means a lot to us in the meantime keep on listening because you know that we'll be have a good one everybody good
Hey, what's up, friends? This is J.W. Basillo. I'm just dropping by to tell you about my brand new radio show. It's called Busted Mouth. It's a weekly show. It's full of stories, comedy, great interviews, and a ton of really underappreciated rock and roll records. Come hang out with me. It's every Monday at 12 p.m. Central on Q4 Radio, streaming live worldwide at Q4.org or at 1680 a.m. in Chicago. The podcast version of the show is available the following Wednesday almost everywhere podcasts are found. That's Busted Mouth, B-U-S. T-E-D-M-O-U-T-H. I'll see you soon. It's Midday Monday. What else you got to do? Come by. I'll spin some records. We'll have some laughs.